Well, we hope you enjoyed Christopher last week and his mother speaking about all things Reiki and energy healing for children. Before I introduce Emily, our guest this week, I just want to share some exciting news. In the middle of May, Taking the Helm is moving to Voice America Radio. I am beyond excited. This is a live internet radio show. We'll be broadcasting on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. EST. It will be rebroadcast later that evening and then moved out into the podcast world. We would love to hear from you. You can call in yourself and ask any questions of me or my guests. And we're reaching over 140 countries. Entrepreneurs, business owners, we are always welcoming new sponsorships. And on Voice America Radio, you have visual branding as well as commercial time. And I want to take this time to thank Christie's Custom Cakes, Surge Active Wear, ShareYourStories.online, and Creative Education in Action, our past sponsors. Send me a quick email, lynn at lynnmclaughlin.com, and I'd love to start the conversation. Now, do you think a nine-year-old can have her own YouTube channel, her own Instagram page, write and sing her own music, play guitar, perform in plays and monologues? She sure can. We're going to meet Emily in just a moment. Our children deserve to be emotionally healthy as they grow through youth into adulthood. Our mission is empowering children by helping them discover the essential stepping stones to strengthen their emotional well-being. As adults, if we model these behaviors for our children and incorporate them into our own daily lives, imagine the synergy we can create. We're learning strategies from deep breathing, mindfulness practices, and clinically-based interventions our children can learn before the age of 10. Join us as we ride the waves to calmer waters with your host, Lynn McLaughlin. Well, hello again, everyone. And we are following up from last week's conversation with Christopher. And today we have Emily. It's my pleasure and my honor to welcome you to our podcast, Emily, Taking the Helm. How are you today? Um, good, thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, Emily, tell everyone about yourself. Who are you? Um, so my name's Emily. I'm nine years old and I live in England. Um, in my spare time, I like to sing and write songs because I feel like it's a great way to express your emotions and also a good way to convey your messages to the world. So yeah, that's one of the many things that I enjoy doing. Um, yeah, and yeah, and so I really like singing. And I'm passionate about protecting our natural environment as well. And the songs I sing and write are for charities to raise money for them. And they're for lots of different causes, such as clean water and safe vehicles and roads, like Transaid. Yeah. So. Emily, I've had the pleasure to watch you on YouTube in your performance. And my goodness, what talent you have. Uh, to be able to do that, to be able to put yourself out to the world for something that you believe in so beautifully. And you wrote the song yourself. Wow. <laughs> we're going to we're going to put that link in the uh, show notes, everyone, so you can listen and support Emily as well. And that song is called Net Zero. Tell us more about it, Emily. Um, so I think Net Zero was written um, from the COP26 10 point plan. So it was like written around that. And I went to the Young People's Green Growth Assembly um, and it was like showcased there as well. And so, yeah, the Net Zero song is about um, setting a smaller carbon footprint and 
stop using fossil fuels and using clean and reusable energy such as wind and yeah wind water and different and solar panels is there something that's happened to you in your own life that makes you feel so passionate about this um i just feel like um we have a beautiful world and we only have one earth like all the other planets you can't really live on them and if we destroy our planet and just waste on earth natural resources we'll have nowhere to live and also all the animals and living beings here um we want to take care of them because they could go extinct or they could die and so we need to take care of things and treat others as we wish to be treated the brilliance of young minds and you are so articulate i love listening to you you've just said some really incredible things to me emily you are nine years old You've written and performed a song. You already know one of the things you're so passionate at such a young age regarding the environment. But going in to be present in the Green Growth Assembly and to be able to speak about something that you care so much about, that, that takes a great deal of confidence, does it not? Um, well, yeah, it does. But um, I think I've been on, the st- um, on stages quite a few times and like you can practice in front of your parents or friends. And I think that it kind of build, builded my confidence because in my past, I've done quite a lot of like, even school plays can help because you just go in front of people. And once you do it once, it feels like you've done it a hundred times and you know that you can do it. So it's, it builds your confidence. Do you still get what we would call butterflies in, our, in your stomach before you get up on stage? Yeah, sometimes, yeah, instead of butterflies, I kind of like shiver as if I just came out of a swimming pool. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about those, well, those shivers. What do you do to manage those shivers? You're about to go on stage and you, and that's a sense of uh, nervousness, right? Let's just say that. What would yeah. you do to get yourself um, back in a place where I'm good, I can do this? So I think just deep breaths can help you calm your mind um, because like, if your heart is beating really fast, it can impact your performance. And if you just take a few deep breaths, it can calm your mindset. And then you can just say to yourself, like, I can do it and do like different positive messages. Um, yeah. And you know that you've practiced it. For instance, if I go on a stage or something and I I don't know that I have an interview, I've practiced. So you know that um you've done your best and you know that you have practiced so the if anything goes wrong it'll be okay you read my mind that was going to be my next question so if something does go wrong you've already given yourself permission ahead of time to say that's okay that takes a lot of stress off too yeah um so it's not like the end of the world if i don't know you if you're singing or something you cough or i don't know <laughs> or you, you forget a line it's okay because Um, it's not like they're going to be really strict about it because then you know that you're being genuine and you're not like reading from a script or anything. So, yeah. You're being human. I love it. I love it. You know, um, they used to tell us if we were nervous when we were standing on a stage and, you know, talking to a large crowd to look at a wall, look at the wall, don't look at the people or look at a specific person that you knew you felt comfortable with. Do you do any of that or does it just not matter because you just feel so comfortable? I do feel comfortable, but if I do need to do that, um, yeah, I think looking at a wall or a certain person would help because then you can focus your attention there and you don't have to like, you don't have to be scared about who's watching you. So it's like if you're looking at a wall, only the walls, you're talking to the walls kind of. So. <laughs> oh my goodness, you are so mature for your age. Okay, let's talk about auditions too. You've gone to many. How do you prep for something like that? And sometimes I think I've heard you say you're in competition with people much older than you. Uh, Yeah, so... 
It depends. There are sometimes auditions where you should practice because there are certain questions that they'll ask. But there are others like just like genuine questions. Like, for instance, I auditioned for a movie called Two Lifetimes. And one of the questions was, what's your favourite ice cream? Because there's, um, your, it's about an ice cream van in Cornwall. So, um, so it depends. And if there are questions, you just practice, like there are certain questions that you'll mostly get asked in most of, yeah, like if you get interviewed or auditions, it's about yourself and what you like to do. That's like the main question that people will ask. Uh-huh. So really, Everything else you already know. So or the only one that you should really practice is what's your name, uh, your age, where do you live, and like things that you enjoy doing and what you're passionate about. So yeah, that's what I think that you should mainly practice. Yeah. And then you're you're ready for those questions that you might not expect, but like, what's your favorite ice cream? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just be ready for those as well. Oh my goodness. Okay. Emily, so I would, you and I talked um, in our get to know you phone call about a specific audition where you were standing, it was almost your turn and you overheard another person um, doing their pitch, I'll say, which was totally different than yours. And you know, a lot of us might've said, oh my goodness, oh my, that's not what I expected. I should have done this, I should have done that. But how did you handle it? So really, um, so the person, we had kind of different monologues and his was something like, this poem about um, the Holocaust day and it was meant to be sad and he was just staring up to the top of the wall just like with his eyes frozen like he can't even blink. Um, I did see that but I knew that I've got a different monologue and my personality is different to him and you don't have to copy people because if you've practiced and you've done what you think is right then you should do it because if you do someone else's maybe there's is wrong maybe like in a test you can't copy someone because they might they might get it wrong <laughs> so I think it's good to like just stick with what you're doing so don't copy other people because you feel like you've done something wrong do what you think because um it's what they want to know like how you are so for instance if you had an audition and you're auditioning for something someone may have done it really badly and it's not like who they wanted it to be and you might be the person that fits perfectly in that role so it's good to just be yourself because then it'll be hard to pretend that you're someone else for the rest of your life. Well, and and if you have to pretend you're somebody else on the stage, you're not going to be your real person. You're not going to be the real you. So it just makes it more awkward and uncomfortable, wouldn't it? Yeah. And actually, you're perfect just the way they are. you are because everyone's unique and people love everyone's personality. It's just that it's different because they're all good combinations. Oh my gosh, you have so much to share with the world. Let's take a short break. This world our children are growing up in is more complex than ever. It's time to start thinking proactively. Meet Zerko, one of the main characters in the Power of Thought children's book series. We're teaching not only emotional vocabulary, but how to recognize how we're feeling and what we're going to do about it. We live on an imaginary planet called Tezra, where every character is named after a crystal. Every book takes children into a situation they can relate to, but teaches problem-solving skills and evidence-based strategies so they can find their way through. This series was developed in collaboration with clinicians, educators, parents, and guardians. And it's the winner of the Mom's Choice Award. Check it out at lynnmclaughlin.com under the Books tab. Now let's get back to our guest. (laughs) And the bigger message around that audition for that performance was Talk to me about bullying. Yeah, so we had loads of people who had different 
monologues and they were all based on anti-bullying and then and our main focus was on Anne Frank because you know it was in the time when the Nazis invaded and they didn't respect others religion and their beliefs so um we focused on Anne Frank and her diary so um yeah and we talked about anti-bullying because she always talked about anti-bullying and how other people have their rights and things um yeah now did your school go see that performance do, or, do how how does that go out to schools does that go out to the community or is it just a general audience admission so there was a short film with it as well the lady who made the short film um she's from italy so first she she showcased that in italy but she said that she's she might do it at my school. So she does go to different schools and then she has like a workshop after like to talk about it. So um, it's at different schools and then they have like a talk about it and um, like to show the message, like what they're trying to convey. Yeah. And were you successful in getting the role that you auditioned for? Yes, it was more like a monologue, really. So it wasn't we all got different monologues. So it wasn't like a play, it was just like a like a speech. So um mine was about Malala and like um what she's what she said about um anti-bullying. Yeah. So there were like different people that they talked about. I'm not sure which ones, but there was mostly Anne Frank and my one, Malala. And I've read Malala's book and I've listened to her speak in person and what a powerful young lady. And, you know, she's doing this as a result of a horrific experience in her school, right? Yeah. So um, that's why we, there were, she was part of it. Like um, we, I had um, one of the parts of her book. So I was talking about it and yeah, so I think she's really powerful and she has like a, like a voice that needs to be heard because she went through a lot of, like really painful experiences but she stood up to that like when other people invaded into her country and told her what was right and what was wrong and she said that one child one teacher one pen and a book can change the world and I think that's right because if you have a voice then um you can do anything because people will listen to you but you should use it in the right way and use like talk about how um things that yeah that, that you need to talk about all right. Well, Emily, I had the pleasure of sending you uh, several of the books from the children's book series. And you mentioned to me when we began our, our talk before we started recording that you wanted to speak specifically about one. I'm curious. What did you think? Um. So, yeah, Um. my favorite book was I Can Check My Senses because I can like really relate to it. Because, you know, I'm at the age where I'm going through a lot of changes and sometimes my emotions are all over the place and some people don't understand them. And even I don't. So reading this book, it really helped me because like now I kind of use colors to express myself. So like red, frustration or purple, lonely. So yeah, I think that although my like um, emotions might not be logical, um, the colors really help me communicate. So now with my dad, instead of, um, instead of like crying all the time, I just say like, um, I'm not feeling really well. Can I have a hug? Or I just feel like crying because then like, you can understand each other by using colors. That's what I think. Oh my gosh. So you, you've just actually hit on some really key, key things there. And you probably didn't even realize you did, or you did because you're so brilliant. But I mean, talking normal, talking normally about how we're feeling is something that people, my generation, and actually some 40, 50, 60 year olds never did when we were kids. Right. And it's so healthy for us to be able to say, like you just did, 
I'm really angry. I, I want to cry. I need, and then to be able to say, it's okay to feel that way because we all have those crazy emotions at different times of our lives. And when we talk about it, it makes us feel better because we've got someone who cares. We've got someone who's listening and we get it off of our chest, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think that, you know, when you have loads of different emotions, it's good to express um, them. Because if you hold them in, it's like they'll just stay there forever. Mm. Like, yeah. So I think that it's good to express uh, express them because then sometimes you'll feel like maybe, I don't know, like even a decade later, you'll be like, oh, I feel so sad about what happened. I wish I had talked about it. And also if you, if someone had made you sad, like for instance, I don't know, maybe someone said something mean to you, if you never mention it and if you don't express your emotions, no one's actually, no one can help you because they don't know about it. So if you talk to someone, maybe the person will apologize. Maybe he didn't realize that he or she didn't realize that they did something mean to you or if they didn't, so they didn't understand. So it's good to express them and tell other people because then they can also help you with it. You know, you have so many potential careers ahead of you, but maybe being a child counselor is one of them, Emily. <laughs> I do want to go back to what you just said. If someone says something nasty to you, you have the confidence to go back and talk to that person and let them know how they made you feel. Yeah, because we all have a right to express our emotions and um, yeah, people should hear like how you feel because sometimes even they, maybe they might feel sorry for you that, oh, sorry, I didn't mean that, but maybe you didn't talk about it and they think, oh, maybe they're fine. I might as well not talk about it. So maybe in the end, they wanted to talk about it as well. So it can affect two people's emotions as well, maybe even more. So, yeah. And sometimes people say things they don't mean to be hurtful, but they turn out to be that way. They didn't intend it for to come across that way, right? Yeah, sometimes I say a joke. In my head, it sounds really funny, but when I say it, it's like really boring. So like same with <laughs> other emotions, like maybe if you say something, you're meant to sound nice, but it turns out to be something like, instead of a comment, it's more like a, um, yeah, something mean. Okay. I uh, Are you uh, in the midst of writing another song, Emily? Yes, um, I'm um, writing a Hare Krishna song. Um, it's got some bonus tracks, and I'm gonna sell them at my school at C um, with like um, in C in a CD form to raise money for the school because it's like um, so I'm gonna have a little stall and sell the CDs. Oh my gosh, what's the song about? Um, it's about Hare Krishna. It's um, a, more like a religious song, but it's also got a nice tune in it so yeah <laughs> the net zero song what was the charity that your funds were being donated to um yeah that I don't think I did that specifically for a charity that one was more to raise awareness um but my other one so there was clean water and riding for Malawi those were for charities but net zero it was kind of for a charity it was for cop it was for the cop 26 but it was more to raise awareness more than to raise money well, Emily, we've talked about so many things um, already, but you also, in addition to your life at the age of nine years old, you are on Teach Me TV. What is that all about? So Teach Me TV is a program where kids teach kids. So there are a few different children and they kind of teach what they're passionate about. So there's one boy that teaches dance. There's a girl that teaches DIY, like how to make, I don't know, soap or something. And <laughs> Yeah, so I've been teaching more about the environment. So I did, um, and like what you're passionate about. So my first one, I did how to write a song. 
the second one I did about reusing and reducing, so two of the three R's. Then the third one that I've done, my latest one was about recycling. Um, yeah, so and on Teach Me TV, it kind of teaches like school children, like I don't know, from like kindergarten to maybe do you call it grade five? What's, yes, we do. Yeah, grade yes, five. Um, <laughs> grade five. Um, so you, they, it's different. So there are like games which you can play. There are videos. So there's like music videos. There are my videos, and then the other children's videos. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's what Teach Me TV is about. Okay, fantastic. Well, you know, check out Emily's YouTube channel, follow her, support her. Um, you have so many things to share with the world, Emily. I can't wait to hear what's coming next. You've got kids all around you, some older than you, who are not able to handle their emotions in a positive way. What advice would you give? What would you say to the kids in your class or the kids in your school? Um, so it depends what they're dealing with, because if it's an emotion that someone else has done, like to make them feel that way, then I suggest maybe talking to that person and maybe sorting out with them because I think maybe, you know, like they didn't mean it or, you know, it come it came across in a different way. But if it's like, for instance, me, I'm going through different changes, it's good to talk to people about it, not because they did something, but just because then if you express your emotions, it can kind of lift it off your heart and things. Yeah. So. Yeah. So someone who's feeling angry or frustrated, what would you, um, what do you do in the moment when you're feeling angry? I think if you take deep breaths, because like when you're frustrated, yeah. you feel like breaking things, I don't know, <laughs> breaking, like mostly like breaking things. Um, so I think just taking deep breaths can calm you down because you're going to be beating, like your heart's going to be beating fast, you're going to want to move around a lot, run around. But I think if you just meditate, for instance, or just sit down, maybe do something you like, even watching TV can kind of calm you down because maybe when I'm angry, it kind of gives me something else to focus on. So maybe if you want to do some drawing, just try and focus on something else other than your emotions. So then you like take your mind away from it. All right. Oh my goodness. What do you want to do when you grow up? Because I have all these possibilities running through my head right now. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure because I think there's a lot of things that I enjoy, but I would like to do something to help people because um, I feel like, you know, people, it's, if you have the power to, if you have a voice or that other people might not have, it's good to help other people using it and to share a message. So I want to do something to help people. And there's lots of different ways that you can do that. And you already are, Emily. I'm going to say it again, um, what I said earlier. I look forward to watching and listening and following you on Instagram. We're also going to give Emily's Instagram page uh, in the show notes for you to follow everyone and see, oh my gosh, the messages that she is going to put out into this world. And she is the future of the future generation and the future of this world. Emily is a fine example of what our kids can do if we give them the tools and strategies that they need. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us today. You too. So that age old question, what would you tell your younger self? Well, Emily certainly has many message for our children and our youth to hear. And I'm just thrilled to be able to share her voice and her brilliance at such a young age. Well, we're not done yet. We have another young lady coming to join us next week. Ada is right here in Windsor, Essex County in Ontario. And she too has found a way to make sure the fuse box doesn't blow when she's feeling those big emotions. We appreciate the ratings and the reviews and stand by as we share the information on where to find us 
on Voice America Radio. Stay healthy and safe, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed exploring the tips and strategies you and your family can use to be emotionally well. Feel free to head over to lynnmclaughlin.com for a gift. While you're there, check out the resources on the website, including the Power of Thought children's book series. Thank you for joining us as we ride the waves to calmer waters.